Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will talk with Austin Taylor, director of the City Basketball League in Indianapolis. We will remember former Purdue men's basketball player Caleb Swanigan and former Indianapolis Colts player Tony Saragusa. IU Athletics celebrates the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and we'll look ahead to the week around the state of Indiana. So let's talk sports. And we will start with very sad news this week as the state of Indiana lost two icons in former Purdue men's basketball player Caleb Swanigan and former Indianapolis Colt Tony Saragusa. Swanigan was 25 years old. He played at Purdue University from 2015 to 2017 and was the 26th pick of the Portland Trail Blazers in the 2017 NBA Draft. He also played for the Sacramento Kings in his three years in the NBA. He won the IHSAA Class 4A State Championship with Homestead High School from Fort Wayne in 2015 and was named Indiana Mr. Basketball and McDonald's All-American in that same season. He won two gold medals with USA Basketball at the 2014 FIBA Under-17 World Championship and the 2015 FIBA Under-19 World Championships. Tony Saragusa was 55 years old. He was nicknamed the Goose. He was undrafted in 1990 out of the University of Pittsburgh. He played for the Indianapolis Colts from 1990 to 1996, the Baltimore Ravens from 1997 to 2001, and he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens after the 2000 season. He worked as a sideline analyst for Fox Sports from 2003 to 2015. He had 562 tackles, 22 sacks, and 9 fumble recoveries in his career. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Swanigan and Saragusa families. Two icons in the state of Indiana gone way too soon and will never be forgotten. Indiana University women's basketball head coach Terry Morin wins a gold medal as an assistant coach for the United States under-18 national team at the FIBA Americas Championship in Buenos Aires, Argentina. The U.S. beat Canada 82-77 for the gold medal and has qualified for the 2023 FIBA under-19 World Championship in Madrid, Spain. The United States has won 11 of 13 gold medals in this event, Brazil beat the United States in 1992 and 1996. IU Athletics kicked off a year-long celebration to honor the passing of Title IX. June 23, 1972, the Education Amendments Act was passed and read, No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied, the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving financial federal assistance. 
a reception held two days before the anniversary that honored current and former IU athletes, coaches, staff, and distinguished guests. And IU Athletics will have, of course, a year-long celebration to honor Title IX. So keep up with IUHoosiers.com for all the latest information. Three Indiana players were drafted in the 2022 NBA Draft, and since 2006, 23 Indiana high school players have been drafted in the first round. The Detroit Pistons selected Purdue sophomore shooting guard Jaden Ivey with the fifth overall pick. Ivey is from South Bend. He is the son of Notre Dame women's basketball coach Neil Ivey. He played at Mishawaka Marion and LaPorte La Lamere. Jake LaRavia, who graduated from Lawrence Central High School in Indianapolis in 2019, was selected 19th overall by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then his rights traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. LaRavia played at Indiana State for two seasons before he transferred to Wake Forest for the 2021-22 season. Notre Dame combo guard Blake Wesley was selected by the San Antonio Spurs with the 25th pick. Wesley played just one season at Notre Dame after graduating from Riley High School in South Bend. So congratulations to those three players. Also, the Orlando Magic selected Duke's Pablo Vancaro with the first overall pick in the draft. He goes to the Orlando Magic. So again, Indiana players making a lot of noise in the NBA draft and Three guys, of course, selected this year, and Indiana's had a great tradition of high school basketball and college basketball in this state, and the tradition continues. The Indiana Cutters semi-pro football team lost to the Sin City Buccaneers 20-2 Saturday night at Martinsville High School. The Buccaneers had three touchdown passes on the evening. The Cutters scored with 107 left to go in the third quarter when Dante Hart tackled the Buccaneers quarterback for a safety in the end zone. The Cutters are 2-2 two and two on the season. They will have the week off due to the 4th of July holiday, and then they will get back in action July the 9th when they travel to Columbus, Ohio to face the Columbus Gladiators. That is a look at our top stories. When we come back, we will talk with Austin Taylor, director of the City Basketball League in Indianapolis. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hey, this is Bloomington's own Emily Eman from the Big Ten Network, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network.
Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is Executive Director of the City Basketball League in Indianapolis. Play gets going June 29th and runs through August 11th. Austin Taylor is my guest. Austin, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Nick, it's great to be here, man. Thank you for the invite. My pleasure. So it's a busy time of year for you. The City League getting ready to kick off goes through August 11th. I know this thing has gotten bigger and bigger every year. For those who don't know, just explain what the City League is and how long you guys have been running. Yeah, so the City League is, we call it a community basketball tournament. So we're a high-level basketball tournament that also helps local Indianapolis organizations facilitate some of their community engagement goals. So we started in 2013, just a very informal open gym on the near north side of Indianapolis. So just about a mile south of the state fairgrounds off the Monon. About a year after we, we started these open gyms, the church that was hosting them came to us and said, hey, can we put on some tournaments to generate some revenue to pay for the utilities and stuff, costs associated with running the open gym. So we started putting on tournaments. We put on three of them, put a lot of work into it, and they were really average. So we decided, hey, if we want to do this right, there's some organizations that had some different community engagement goals in the area. It was a kind of an up-and-coming area in Indianapolis. So we went to them and said, hey, if you can help us get some financial support, some business sponsorships, Uh, that allows us to put on a really nice tournament. We think that we can help you with some of your goals around community engagement and getting more younger people involved in what you're doing. So the first tournament we did was back in 2017. This summer will be our sixth year. That first tournament, we put up a $2,000 cash prize. So we got some of the best players from around central Indiana to play. And then each night that we're playing basketball, we have some type of community activity going on, whether it's a rain barrel building workshop, or a financial literacy class, or a job fair, or a resume building workshop, something like that, something that's useful to people in the area. We got that going on every night. We've grown a little bit every year. Last year, we added women. This summer, our cash prize is as big as it's ever been. We've got 60 former Division One or professional players playing among the men and the women, 18 former Indian All-Stars, three former Miss Basketballs, former McDonald's All-Americans. So if you're, a, if you're a basketball fan, it's a great place to come and watch, like really high-level basketball People that you followed maybe when they were in high school, lost touch with them. Now it's a a great chance for people to come and reconnect and see some of their old favorite players when they were younger. You talked about that it's community engagement. Your big thing is empowering community through basketball. What made you start this whole operation? Because you were living right by the church that you, you got these open gyms going. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just a big basketball guy. Like, I moved into this neighborhood in 2013. I was playing a lot down at the park. I, I really wanted to get involved, like, in the neighborhood. I'd been moving around to different apartments and stuff every year and was ready to kind of put down some roots. So I went to the first neighborhood association meeting, which was in a church a block from my house that has a really nice gym. And I was like – and they weren't using it. So I, was, I just had an idea, hey, I'm playing basketball at the park. It's good for now, but in the winter, guys don't really have a place to play. Can we – can we um, do some stuff here in the gym? I also know growing up in Lafayette, like I've always been fascinated by like the role that basketball plays in our culture in Indiana and how it brings people together. So uh, we kind of just put the two together. We, we, we started out just as basketball people and thought, hey, if we can get the community to support what we're doing with basketball, we think that we can help support kind of what they want to do, livelihood development type stuff. You started the women's 
portion of the city league last year. You said there are several familiar faces that fans around the state of Indiana would know. Uh, I know Bria Goss is part of it. I know there are several others. There's too many others to name. So why don't you go ahead and just rattle off some of the ones that fans around the state are familiar with and, and would be glad to see after having seen them for some time. So two of my favorite basketball players, regardless of men and women, are Bria Goss and Portia Green. Portia played at Arlington and uh, graduated in 2005, was an Indian All-Star, went on to Ball State, Defensive Player of the Year in the MAC, her Ball State team in 2000 and maybe nine. I can't remember the year, but they, they were the first. They beat Pat Summit's Tennessee squad in the first round of the tournament. And it was the first time that Pat Summit's teams had lost in the, on the, in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament ever. Portia's just a really intense fun-loving person her and Bria both like they're just great people uh, a couple of other names Amber Harris uh, Miss Basketball 2006 maybe the best girls high school basketball player to ever come out of Indiana was a consensus number one recruit in the country played at Xavier Stephanie Bavungo was all Miss Basketball in 2013 she still plays professionally just got home from Poland actually I think she's she's playing on the Poland, Polish national team she just got back a couple days ago but she's playing was playing for the Polish national team Man, who else? Like a lot of one of the teams is, you know, that Ben Davis girls team that from 2009 to 2011 won 81 straight games and two state championships. One of the teams has the core of that of that squad on their team. They're sponsored by the Horizon League. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Dee Dee Williams is part of that team. She played at Purdue and was a runner up for Miss Basketball in 2010. So there, there's a lot of good. I don't have the exact count on how many Division One or pro women's players are but there's a lot of really good women's talent at the city league and it's somewhat unique women don't play basketball recreationally after they're done playing competitively like men do so there's not as many opportunities for them to play so they're all the former women's players are coming out because like they're they've kind of had got a new lease on life being able to come back and get back out and play some basketball so they're excited about it we also have nick real quick we also have a lot of like lower level like NAIA, really successful NAIA players. So a couple players from Marion University's team that won back-to-back national championships. And I think it was 2016 and 17. It could be 15 and 16. Jenna Sullivan, who's now the head coach at Lafayette Jeff, and Deja Cyrus, who was second team NAIA All-American back back in the day for Marion. The Indiana Wesleyan team that won NAIA national championship in 2013. They've got the core of their teams coming to play including Jessica Brown, who's an Indian All-Star out of Mount Vernon back in 2013. Actually knew this year that the current Taylor University women's team is playing. They put their name in. So it's, it's going to be fun. We're really looking forward to it. You mentioned Jessica Brown. I got to see her when she played at Mount Vernon. They played Edgewood in a regional final in Lebanon. Okay. And she was as tough as nails. I mean, just a very smart, intelligent guard who just knew – where to get the ball to, who to get the ball to, played great defense. I mean, just really impressed. So awesome. I'm sure she's going to make noise. And, and Austin, would you say she may be one of the underrated players coming in? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know I didn't know that she was an Indian All-Star until, like, I started doing some research. So I don't really know too much about her. But, yeah, their team also has Claire Freeman, who went to Butler. I don't know if anybody knows that name. She went to Butler. She, she played with Kelly Ferris on the Heritage Christians teams that won – four straight state championships in 2A from like 2000, I don't know, six to 2009, something like that. And she went to Butler and then she ended up transferring to Indiana Wesleyan, but she's on that team. 
yeah, Jeff, I'm I'm really anxious to see them them play. I don't know a lot of them. They also have a girl uh, from Frankton, uh, Kelsey Key, I think her name is. She led the state in scoring in 2012. She averaged like 30, 33.6 points per game. So there's a lot of un- unknowns that that I've learned about through doing some research that I'm really looking forward to watching play. So how many teams are there on the women's side, and how many games does each team get to play? On the women's side, there's eight. There's eight teams. They each get six pool play games, and then they're and then one at least one tournament game, depending on whether or not they win. Now on the men's side, of course, there is a host of of, of guys that are familiar household names. One guy that I've had on the show last year was Josh Thompson from Lawrence North, yep. and played at Ball State, and of course. His Lawrence North team made it to the finals last year. They had a Lawrence North alumni squad. Are they back this year? Actually, so Josh broke off from that team. So there is a Lawrence North alumni squad, but Josh broke off and, and started his own team. So he's playing with uh, Tajay Teague, who was first team All-Mac. At, uh, he was an Indiana All-Star in 2015 out of Pike. Then he was a first team All-Mac player at Ball State. Devin Thomas from Richmond, who played at Indiana State. They actually have Jack Davidson, who, who just won the Division Three National Player of the Year at Wabash, averaged like 25 a game, who's like – everybody's telling me he's like – he's a D1 player. Zach Owens, who, who played at Christmas Attics and won a state championship in 2017. They got, they got a really good team. So – but then the, the LN alumni team, they replaced Josh. And it, so that's – it's Aaron Harris, Jeff Robinson, 6'10 kid out of LN that played at Xavier. Deshaun Francis, who played at UW-Green Bay – and is now playing overseas professionally. Sean Howard, Brandon Muncy, who was on, I think he graduated in 2010, was state champion in the long jump. So they're going to have a really good team. Actually, their team and Josh's team are probably, I think, two of the top four teams in the league this summer on the men's side. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Austin Taylor after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Hi, this is Indiana University softball head coach, Shonda Stanton. You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports. My guest, Austin Taylor, executive director of the City Basketball League in Indianapolis. Getting ready to start play June 29th. Austin, we were talking about both the men and women's teams. Grows every year, of course. You are the head of it as the executive director, but there's a lot of people that help you behind the scenes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We have, we're a, we're a 501 C three nonprofit. So we have a board of directors, you know, there's a lot of people that have taken interest in what we do. And so we got a lot of people that kind of pitch in where they have gifts or where there's connections to what they're doing. So yeah, we have, we have a, a big group of people that help us execute the city league every summer. You also have the board of directors who of course helps you oversee things. What is their role in, in all this? I'm sure there's a ton of communication between you and the board all during this season and not only the season, but the entire year. Yeah. I mean, our board of directors, we're a, a working board. So our, our board are also our biggest volunteers as a 501c3. We have board meetings every month. They help recruit sponsors. I mean, everything that we basically work as a group. I kind of lead the charge in helping keep everybody organized and, and helping us execute, but we all pitch in and do a little bit of everything. So you play Wednesday and Thursday nights from 6 o'clock till about 10 o'clock. Where are the games held? The games are at the Bonner Fitness and Learning Center on the campus of Arsenal Tech High School. Address is 727 North Oriental Street, Indianapolis. So just near east side of Indianapolis. And how much does it cost for fans to get in? And if they can't get there, where can they watch the games? It's free. As we talked about, you know, our goal is – community engagement so we have community activities going on while the basketball is played so we don't charge I mean we want to encourage people to come and not only watch basketball but take advantage of some of the resources that are offered you know outside of the basketball to watch the games if you can't get there all of the games will be broadcast on our Facebook live stream we branded TCL live it's run by students from the IU Sports Media School IU Bloomington and the IU PUI Sports Innovation Institute so we've got guys filming and then they're also they're calling the games we have both play-by-play and color guys they use it as practice for what they're studying in school so it's a pretty it's pretty high level broadcast and our championship game which is thursday night august 11th is broadcast by greg rakestraw and isc sports network that's available around the state whatever whatever your local cable channel is that carries isc you can see the games that championship game there as well You talked about the teams that are sponsored by different groups and organizations. When these teams register, do they have to pay a fee? How does that all work when they get these teams together? So each team, like the players, they have to pay $750 registration fee to get in. They're also then given a sponsor, and the sponsor, which is a local business, pay $700 to put their logo on a, on a set of jerseys. And then they, we hang, hang a banner with their logo in the gym. We give them promotion on all of our social media channels. And then they can, they also have a presence in the gym while the basketball is being played. They can have a table if they want. The city league is not the only thing that you have going. You have a pivot league, you have Tarkington park where they play games. So explain how those two things work as well. Yeah, so the Pivot League is a, is a partnership that we have with uh, Employee Indy, which is Marion County's kind of workforce development organization. They're tasked with engaging young people 16 to 24 in the city who aren't in school or connected to the, the workforce in some way. So they engage them and try and get them the training and give them the tools they need to kind of start heading in the right direction. So we're partnering with them and the Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. They've kind of decided that their strategy for engaging these young people is to use basketball as a hook to get them involved. That's something that a lot of young people in Indianapolis um, are really value. So, so we put on a league with them in the, in the winter 
the first actual league we've done tournaments with them before. The first actual league we did was this past started this past February into February and it ran through the middle of April. So all the guys that play, they have to be either enrolled in school, have a job or enroll in employee Indies. Yes. Indie program that helps them get lined up with job training. So that's a partnership that we're really excited about. It'll be an annual league, but the all-star, we, we selected an all-star team from that pivot league this spring and, and they're going to be playing in the city league this summer. So we'll see how they do a lot of really talented players, but they're a little bit younger. That league is for guys 18 to 25. So they're a little bit younger, less experienced. So I'm really anxious to see how they do against some of our kind of seasoned veterans. And I'm sure they're going to be hungry to compete and make some noise in that tournament as well. Yeah, they, they are. We just had a, we had a, a scrimmage with them the other day. And one of the guy, one of the kids, he's 19 and he says he's really looking forward to talking trash to Jeff Teague. So I, I don't think he understands. So we, we were joking. It's like, dude, I ain't going to go well for you. can imagine that. That will be uh, <laughs> definitely interesting. As you mentioned, you're from Lafayette. You graduated from IUPUI in 2008. You went to Rossville High School. Is there anything that stands out to you in terms of a favorite memory of this league so far or just a favorite memory you had growing up watching basketball? Man, a favorite memory that I have growing up watching basketball. I don't know if it's like just – I mean, I got a few, but like one of the kind of foundational members I have is like I grew up going to sectional games at the Crawley Center at Lafayette Jeff. And that was kind of where uh, my love for just basketball and my fascination with what it how it brought people together in, in our city. That's kind of where that happened for me. You know, you would go there. I was came up in the uh, Lafayette Harrison's school system. And so during sectional time in March, you know, we go to Arnie's and have like a pre a meal before we went out to the sectional and you saw all your buddies there, all the leaders of the city, the mayor, the lawyers, the professional class of people were there as long with just the regular, the working class. That was where basketball really gripped me and fascinated me. One of my best memories then was in high school. I went to Rossville and we played, our big rival was Lafayette Central Catholic. And I think if Sean Martin's listening to this, um, he was a he was an actual Rossville grad, but he was assistant coach at Lafayette Central Catholic in 2002, and we had the best two 1A, 1A teams in the state. We were 1-2. They beat us like the last game of the regular season by like three, I think. We came back in the Tipton Regional and beat them by like 13 pretty handily and went, went, went on to win our first state championship. But Rossville is kind of like a Hoosiers town um, where everything revolves around basketball there. People know you. People come up to you at the gas station if you're on the team and just act like they've known you forever. You have no idea who they are. They know the football team. We had a three-mile-long caravan behind the team bus going to the state finals in Indianapolis. When we beat Lafayette Central Catholic at Tipton in the regional, it was a great game. It was great to beat CC. That was kind of almost like our state championship game. And so Sean and I talk about that a little bit. I can give him a hard time. Remind fans – the website for more information on the City League. Yeah, the website is www.thecityleague.org. And there's quite a, we got pictures and game, we got information for this summer, game schedule, list of our notable players. You can find out pretty much whatever you know, want to know about the City League there. Well, Austin, I thank you very much for the time. Congratulations on all of your success. I know it's it's been a long road getting ready for this upcoming season but it all kicks off here june 29th goes through august 11th on the campus of arsenal tech we will definitely be watching 
and hope we can do this again soon. I really appreciate the time. Thanks, Nick. This is great, man. Appreciate you. My thanks to Austin Taylor for being my guest this week. The City League kicks off this Wednesday night at 6 p.m. and go to thecityleague.org for more information. Well, around the state of Indiana this week, the Indianapolis Indians are at Nashville for a six-game series starting tomorrow going through Sunday. The Indiana Fever on the road at Phoenix at 10 o'clock this evening and Wednesday at 10. And then Friday will be at Seattle at 10 o'clock. The Indy 11 women's soccer team is at Detroit City FC 7.30 p.m. on Friday and hosts Kalamazoo FC at 1 p.m. Sunday at Grand Park in Westfield. And the Indy 11 are home to Miami FC this Saturday at 7.30 with the game on Wish TV. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.